This episode of Press Play and Run is brought to you by Velaforte. Kitchen crafted from the finest 100% natural ingredients, your Velaforte nutrition is designed to energise your performance, health and well-being like never before. No compromises, no fake flavours, no ingredients you can't recognise. Just beautifully balanced, award-winning, delicious products. Welcome to the real food revolution. I've been trialling the whole Velaforte range over the last few weeks and couldn't recommend more highly their energy chews for long runs and the gut-healthy bars that have taken my snack game to the next level. And listeners can get in on the act and feel better thanks to Velaforte's kind offer of 25% off to press play and run listeners to give them the chance to feel better. Just visit the Velaforte website, pick out the products you'd like to try and enter code PRESSPLAY25 at checkout. Welcome to episode 10 and the finale of season 2 of the Press Play and Run podcast with me, your host, Ryan Miller. If you've made it this far, there's a good chance you're going to stick with us. And what I want to talk to you about, as well as my own running here, is the direction of the podcast moving into season 3. We've got a lot to cover in today's show. We, we obviously had our first ever Press Play and Run retreat, and we're going to get to that. And you will hear in this episode an abbreviated highlight version of the first live ever interview that we've done as a podcast with our guest Jacqueline Malloy. But before that, I want to speak to you about season 3. Season 3 does not exist. Season 3 is not planned. Season 3 has zero guests booked, but I have made a decision on a bit of a change of direction in how the podcast operates. So this first 10 minute segment that you're used to hearing usually has me racing through a recap of my running for the week. For me, it's one of my least favourite parts of the podcast to record. Now, in conversation with people, I know that it's something that's better received than I feel it is. People enjoy being invested in the journey of my own running and I really appreciate that and they like to hear what I've been doing. But I think it's the fact that I'm actually sitting on my own speaking into a microphone without that sort of two-way conversation, which I really thrive on. I'm at my most comfortable when I've got a guest there and I can keep the focus on the guest as well as interspersing some of my own running experience with that. With that in mind, I'm delighted to welcome onto episode 10 my friend, one of the best runners I know, and the new co-host of the Press Play and Run podcast, Alison Jardin, who you may also know as Scottish Marathon Girl. Hello, Alison. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm all right. I just called you one of the best runners I know. Well, I thought you were kind of leading up to like a joke there, so I was waiting for you. <laughs> but you were actually nice. The joke is I only know three runners. You're now the co-host of the Press Play and Run podcast. I know. On a scale of one to peeing yourself, how excited are you? Obviously peeing myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm very honoured to be asked uh, and really excited for what's to come. Let's be honest, you weren't really asked, were you? No, I was forced. You were told. You were told you had to do it. So I've been speaking to you about this for a while. We've known about it, obviously, probably since halfway through this season, that I'm just not enjoying that first 10-minute segment as much and also thinking about how to keep the podcast fresh because it's there's no doubt as, as you know it's gone from strength to strength since february i can't believe it's only been since february but that's us two seasons in we've had quite exponential growth but i want to make sure that it's still bringing something fresh and doesn't become a bit stuck and i felt a wee bit like that in some of this is all on me nothing on the guests the guests have been great this season but you can end up just falling into the same track of conversation because I'm bringing a particular perspective. So I think, Alison, for me, you are going to bring not only that difference in the opening of each show where we can speak to each other about our running, but you're also going to help bring a different dynamic to some of the interviews, some of which you'll take the lead on, some of which I'll continue to do what I do. And we might not hear from each other a lot through some of them and some of them will absolutely take on at the same time. Yeah, no, I think it's going to work well. And like you say, I mean, I know that everyone loves the way that these two seasons have gone and I think you've done really well, but I'm excited to be a part of it. And I think between us, like we should be able to bring a bit of a new dynamic and keep things exciting. Definitely, definitely. We can cast the net further. Again, we've got a brilliant community that's been established. That's us up to, I think, 230 or 40 people or something now in the Facebook Press Play and Run Club space, which is where we shared the news of the retreat that that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So we've got that bit growing in the background as well. But I want to make sure that we keep casting that net as wide across Scotland and parts of the UK. I don't want it becoming Central Belt, our friends, you know, our little community, and it just stays in there because that's nice at times. But it's also nice to widen the net and find out what's happening up and down the length and breadth. And you've got more experience, actually, of the north of Scotland and runners up there, given mm -hmm. that you're from Chuck to land yourself. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, I totally agree because I mean, I know we're going to go into it in a little while and it's great to have like the run retreats and try and do our meetups at local events. But I do think as well, we have got listeners throughout Scotland and the rest of the UK and world. So it's good just to kind of remember that and uh, make sure that it's relevant to everybody as well. And it's so funny because I was back up the road in Schusterland the other weekend and so many of my friends, even non-runners, have listened to it. So it's so exciting to know that even though we may be, that people don't run, they're still enjoying listening to what we get up to. Forget that. It's so exciting to know that they've actually got Wi-Fi up in Schusterland now. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've just lost a few listeners. <laughs> so to everybody that's sitting around that one phone listening in the speakerphone, Hi. And took to land. <laughs> it's cut out by now. They only get like 10 minutes. <laughs> I've just lost your three family members that listened up north. That's good. I'm, I'm delighted to have you agreeing to do this. I did tell you more than ask you. And you provided me a nice wee segue there into the retreat on Sunday. So we had the Press Plane Run Retreat, which was for Place to Be Mental Health Charity. On the day itself, we were in Beach Braywood in West Lothian. And so grateful to them for their, their sort of hospitality and for their beautiful premises. I don't know about you, you were obviously behind the scenes helping uh, make all of that tick along. I, I had so much more fun on the day than I thought I would because I thought I would have been stressy about logistics and but the vibes were absolutely immaculate. I, I managed to take that wee moment of just stepping back and watching people connect and engage and people, some of them for the first time meeting others from Instagram. Give me your take on the day. It was amazing. It was such a well put together event. There was so much in such a short space of time, but also not too much. It worked really well. But I think what my favourite part, and you just touched on it there, was that a lot of people did arrive knowing someone or a couple of people. But there was a few people who totally stepped outside their comfort zone and maybe had spoken on social media, but had never met. And I loved that. Like actually someone, Kerry, that I've spoken to for years on Instagram, we just never met. And she's just moved closer down here. And she was like, oh, this is great because now I've met people that I can actually meet and run with. And I thought, well, as much as it was important to raise money for charity and, you know, that side of things, it was also so important just to bring, like, again, the community together and I, you just look to people's faces and I think everyone just has such a good time. It, it was so good and and that was it. Just seeing the, it's not what people tell you. People were so nice about it, so complimentary, but it's not what they told me that, that sort of filled my heart that day. It was the, the moments of watching them without them knowing you're watching them on mm -hmm. the day. Just the conversations and even the likes of Kerry, who you mentioned, and we'll keep her accountable here because mm -hmm. taking that step led to her saying in the way out, I'm going to join a running club now. That was the sort of last... Mm -hmm hurdle to get over before the confidence of saying do you know this is what i want now this is what i want to do next and we had quite a quite a lot of people from our running club there as well and so grateful for their support but i'm hoping that kerry's going to be one of us soon it was brilliant and you just it that was a, that kind of was it as well wasn't it it was a complete mix of abilities and you saw that on the run but I liked how without even asking, people just kind of got in our group and adapted. So some chose not to do the full run, some did a little bit, some said, let's turn back now, but nobody was left alone. And I, that's one of the, my favourite things about running, that it was 30 potential strangers at the beginning, yeah. but by the end of that, everyone had made friends. Yeah, that, that was an important thing for me. I missed the run because I wanted to be at the venue for people returning um, from the first group returning and making sure the sort of food was there and arranged the way it's called call me the dictator the way I wanted it the way I had it in my head um, but I saw Emily shot so much good footage and her reel was just brilliant at capturing I feel like the sort of heart of the day and, and, and showed the run the run went swimmingly it was only part of the day I wasn't in complete control of only there was only one blip Alison yeah yeah, the, the person leading the front group can't follow a GPS map and a watch and get lost. Would you like to talk me through your inability to follow simple instructions? Well, I just felt that you know, people had come along to see our authentic selves and I didn't really <laughs> want I didn't want to take a tumble because I've got a marathon this weekend. So I thought, well, what else am I good at getting lost? So, you know. I... <laughs> don't be throwing my words back at me with the authentic self rubbish. <laughs> I sent, yeah, I sent I all know. the run leaders a GPX file onto their watch so that the watch would beep and point them and you still managed to take the wrong way at the fork in the road. And I'm going to add, you've done that run before. I know. But I'm also the person that got lost at a park run, so you know. 
thankfully the the people that attended and that were in your group managed to adapt and overcome and just run an additional small loop to get the, the sort of mileage they were after the retreat was just everything and more that i hoped it could be raising the money was the key thing for me it was the reason for doing it bringing people together is as good a secondary reason as you can possibly have that's me hit my london marathon target between that and the raffle i think i'm sitting at like two thousand five hundred pounds that could never happen without this platform and the support of that community. So massively, massively grateful for it. There will be more events, no doubt, in the future. And we could do it on a sort of not-for-profit not basis or on a smaller charity scale to make a charitable donation. There's all sorts of manner and means of ways we can go about it, but there will be more of them because it was just so good. Yeah, and I think as well, when you're speaking about the cost, I totally get what you're saying but that was the thing people you go to some events and you don't really get much and you come away thinking okay fine but it was for charity whereas I mean even like the first activity really was um the yoga which looked amazing and people came out of that and they were like do you know what if that's all we did today I'd have been delighted because yeah. that was just such a good like hour of every like everyone was amazed at how good they felt after yeah, and um, again, it's a huge thanks to Sophie who donated her time to, to do that yoga session. And, you know, she put people through their paces. I was watching the yoga and it was, you know, it's obviously not as advanced as if that's what you do every day, but she didn't baby it either. And I know this because, and we'll move on to this in a second, I was at the Lululemon Ambassador Connect Day yesterday and we did a yoga hour and it was definitely a more gentle yoga hour than Sophie was doing, but but everybody coming out of there said the same thing to me. We need to start incorporating, yeah. if not specifically yoga, more of this sort of mobility, focus on single leg work and balance and, you know, that power aspect of the yoga that she was doing. But pe people were raving about it, mm -hmm. apart from it being about like 95 degrees. Yeah, that's just like I said, it's like Bikram yoga and you pay even more for that. So Yeah, exactly. We gave, you, we gave you hot yoga without even advertising it. You're welcome. So massive success. So grateful to everybody that came, the guests, to the brands that supported us. This is a sponsored episode by Velaforte, who were one of the main sponsors of the event and gave us um, product for the gift bags. Velaforte were not the only brand and you'll have seen in our socials people tagging them in. Uh, so we'd encourage anybody that was there on the day to keep doing that, sharing the generosity. Obviously, these brands get their awareness out there and that's their purpose of that as well. But there's no need for them to support us either. They, they, they choose to do that. And you will hear through this episode a couple of adverts for Veliforte who have gone above and beyond, really, with the level of support that they've given me. After the event, Alison, I think I needed a, a sort of lie down in a dark room, you know, <laughs> when you pour yourself in socially and you've had that heightened sense of, I hope everything's okay in the day. But I didn't have that much time for my shoulders to come down because then I had this Lululemon event yesterday. Uh, so I was at that and that was meeting with the ambassadors, the three ambassadors from Edinburgh, three from Newcastle, the other two from Glasgow, who I've not spent that much time with before, plus store managers and some Lululemon staff. And that was in Berwick-upon-Tweed. So it was a fair drive. It's like two hours away, mm -hmm. two and a half hours away. But it was absolutely stunning location. We had a nice walk along the coast and we caught up. I just met so many. It was kind of like the retreat vibe again. Just so many good people and a wee bit of it's exactly what I needed after being frazzled following our retreat. There was a bit of personal development stuff there, chance to reflect on some personal, some running goals, some where do you see things going? And it solidified some of what we've been speaking about, about maybe the direction of the podcast as well. I cheese every time I talk about the opportunity I've had to be a 42-year-old ambassador for a company like Lululemon and what that means on the day-to-day has just been so rewarding, not only in terms of the brand support they give you with clothing, and that's the bit people see. But that notion of personal development, honestly, it's like world class, better than anything I've ever had in employment in terms of personal mm -hmm. development type work. So it's just been amazing. And I see that you, I mean, we sp speak most days, don't we? And I've seen and heard what you've been offered through, like you say, not yep. just the clothing, but the opportunities and the support that they give you. Not, uh, you know, they've helped, helped a little bit with the, the event on Sunday, but like you say, they're, they don't just say be an ambassador and leave you to it. They've offered you a lot, which not just only in that, but you can use in other aspects of life. So yeah. like, whenever you speak about it, you're always smiling. And I haven't seen much about it yet, but the, what I did see on socials from yesterday, it did. It looked stunning. Yeah, there'll be more to come on the socials because they're providing us the footage of the day. They had okay. a videographer there who'll send us the files and I'll share a wee bit more about it 
there, but there's something quite profound as well about the nature of the discussions that they have that takes you, and I'm, and I'm with strangers, of course, but mm -hmm. in, in some senses, I f I'm finding that easier to properly open up to maybe some of the changes I've made in my life, where my head's at now that it wasn't before, because there's zero judgment. Nobody knows me. You're not having those conversations with somebody near and dear. Whenever the, the journey of that comes to an end, what I've learned from it is going to live far beyond the sort of time frame that I am the ambassador and somebody else will pick that mantle up. Something that's missing right now, there's no run happening affiliated with the store. That's something I want to put right because I don't want running being the poor relation to Lululemon sort of ambassadorship. So what I am going to do is take a leaf from Johnny Davis' book after a conversation with him as well and really focus on long running um, because I think looking at Glasgow it is a wash at the moment with opportunities to run social 5Ks. I would totally agree. There's just so many. You hit the nail on the head there. It's actually a point where I think of any other company or group want to do it they'd struggle to find even a day me adding a 5k and there's not adding value for mm -hmm. me for for anybody else so what we're going to do is launch a, a i'm i'm still fleshing it out but i'm torn between either bi-weekly i think i'm going to start though with a couple this side of christmas that'll be monthly once a month and it will be a long run starting from lululemon shop the route will be shared in advance and there will be sort of drop in drop off points so that if you want to do 10k the, you'll know where that route would finish if you want to do 15K, you'll know where that route would finish if you want to do. And we can get up to, what we will do is coming into spring marathon season, work right up to the 20 mile distance. That is going to be brilliant, actually, because like you say, I was just thinking when you were speaking that through, there's going to be so many people that if you're doing this in a marathon at that kind of time of year, you might not be bang on exactly the same week, but like you say, you can drop in and out or add on and you'll get to know people maybe doing the same that you didn't. So yeah. I think that's a fab idea. So I, I got this, I ran with the Scrambled Legs Run Club a couple of weeks ago in London and that was like 170 odd people and there was everything from 10k there through to what I did, which was 20 miles. Started with over 170 and finished with about eight of us doing 20 miles. And that's my sort of vision in and around it is that you get from it what you need. There, there will be a couple of different pace groups because I know that's been something that that big group have struggled with where you know I'm going to be training for a marathon specifically in January so that will change right now I can run as easy as we want to run because it's just base stuff but then there will be aspects of mine where I've got a block of marathon pace in it or and everybody has to be able to get from it so we'll have a couple of different people there we'll offer published pace groups approximate as well and people will know what they're coming to. Mm -hmm. So it won't be a group for beginner runners, and I'm not going to hide away from that because that exists already, and I could actually signpost you to loads of good options there. It will be probably you would need to be able to run a minimum of 10K to get from mm -hmm. it what you'd be looking what, for. Yeah. If you're happy to turn up and run 5K and dip off at that point, that'll be up to people. But the pace bit is not going to be a barrier because we're going to make sure we've got people there that can people. cover paces to a reasonable degree and make it as inclusive the, the most important bit about making it inclusive for me is that you will know in advance what it's going to be mm. not to say i can cater for every single pace but you'll know what we can cater for and i think that's uh, the, the important thing as well isn't it that you have to when you're training for your own marathon have to be a bit selfish we've spoken about this so many times and so have other people you've got to get out of it what you need as well but what you'll actually find and we spoke about this a lot this training block was it's hard on your own sometimes so people appreciate that so yeah maybe they might not want to run 20 miles at some pace but see even to get like I don't know 10 miles and then drop off and do your own thing even like it helps just doing a part of a long run with people like we've done it a few times you've yeah. helped me out so I mean I think it's a fantastic idea and like you say as long as people know what they're coming along to then you, yeah. you make it work yeah so more details to follow it Quite soon, you'll start to see me putting out some information about it. It'll operate through the Facebook space and also Strava, so that people who are not on Strava also have the option of seeing the route. And it will finish, despite the difference in paces, it will finish by going for a cake and a coffee at the end. There will be an opportunity for a sort of half-hour social catch-up at the end. So that if you only want to run 15k, you can, you know where people are going to be, you can get there and you still get that inclusive bit again there. So that's the vision behind it. If there's a real appetite for it, there's always a scope for it to move more regularly than once a month. Other than that, my own running is ticking along and I'm still just working towards the Davaway Ultra. So that's November the 11th for me, eyes in the prize and I'm going for that. You, however, Alison, mm -hmm. 
you've got a more pressing date than me. I do. Uh, two days' time. You're going to be yeah. running in Yorkshire. Yes, we are. Um, so, yeah, it's not been the easiest uh, route to get there. My training's not exactly been structured or without many hurdles along the way, but um, I'm kind of taking this a different approach for from my usual. I decided a long time ago to enjoy this one because I kind of achieved what I wanted this year in Easter time when I did yeah. Tokyo and London. So I was just going to go and have a good time. And then Kirsten asked me if I would pace her, um, which we've done once before. So to me, that was like perfect because I've always wanted to do a marathon with her again because we had so much fun. We're going to run together. Emily is an ambassador for the event. So um, so she's looking forward to that. Like I say, totally different for me. And it's actually really nice because I remember when we spoke before I went to Tokyo, wasn't it? We had a quick catch up and yeah. you were really, how are you? And I was like, uh-huh. But inside I was probably very nervous. This time I'm just like, woo, we're going on holiday tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so I'm quite excited. I mean, I don't think I'll be like that at the start line, but I, it's just so different and it's nice to run yeah. with no pressure, well, apart from being yeah. a pacer. We're, we're going to dig into some of the changes in your running um, over at the beginning of season three. We'll cover that naturally as we move on because not, not forever, but you've taken a step back from that PB chasing. Just give your body, give your mind a chance to probably process all the work that's gone in. So I'm looking forward to hearing the stories because there will be disasters in Yorkshire. There is no way the three of you are getting together and that everything goes smoothly because that's just not how your life operates, especially when Kirsten's in the mix. And I never thought I'd see the day for Emily's to be the, the mature savior of the group, but all the best with it. I hope that you get out of it a whole different experience than maybe you've had in quite a long time. And I hope that you help uh, Kirsten, who's not been without her drama in the taper, getting knocked down by a, an e-scooter, well, by a person on an e-scooter. Yeah, no, thank you very much. I, like I say, can't wait. So yeah, I can't wait to share the stories. Okay, so the cat's out the bag now. Everybody knows that's you. You're an official co-host. We will put out, obviously, more about season three once we've had a chance to flesh out what it looks like. We're going to get our heads together and see if we can identify a few people we'd like to speak to. Maybe get some of them in the bag before we, we start again. So I think we'll be off air at least for two episodes worth, which is a month. So I would, I think it'll be about a six week break between here and the last, this episode and the next one coming out, which would be give us time to identify the guests we want and maybe get a couple in the bag. So sound good to you? That sounds like a plan. Do you want to have a bash at throwing over to our conversation with Jack since you're now the co-host? Oh God. <laughs> So it's now time to hand over to Ryan's conversation with Jack Malloy, who was the first ever guest to do a live episode at our run retreat last weekend. Boom. Natural. You've got the job. <laughs> Thanks, Alison. Welcome, everybody, to the first live episode of Press Play and Run. As always, I'm joined by a guest from the Everyday Running community and from the Press Play and Run community. Jack Malloy's everything that our podcast is about. She's a runner. She's a coach and she's a staple of our local running community and no stranger to shitting herself at Park Run. One of those things might not be true. How are you doing, Jack? Hi, I'm all right. <laughs> so Jack finished a Park Run recently and I happened to be at the end. And I didn't shit myself. But you, but you looked like you had. And now the story is growing arms and legs to where I'm just telling people she did. So, so that's where we're at. You walked up to me then and went, you alright? You look like you've shat yourself. And I went, ah, I'm alright and I, I definitely know. haven't done that. That's what happens when people make an effort at Park Run. We've all known the feeling and some of us probably have actually shat ourselves at Park Run. So we're fine, we're amongst friends here. So Jack, we're just going to lead in and, and kind of get you relaxed and talking about your running from, from the beginning. As always, I've done that Instagram creep of looking back. Your Insta's been going a while, so it's trying to pinpoint the start of it. I could see sort of a race for life in 2015 but it didn't look like the start of the actual running journey. So can you talk me through when the running started? Race for Life was a walk. That was a, a charity thing with my work. Um, my running started, um, I've always had a kind of battle with my, my weight since I went to uni and found a love of um, baguettes and pints of cider for 99 pence. And I battled with my weight a lot. Um, I eventually got to a stage with my weight loss that I thought, I'm ready to do something. Um, I lost my oldest friend. We were friends since she was three and she passed away just before her 40th birthday and that was December 2019. Um, she was due to turn 40 in the March 
and all the way through her illness, it was ovarian cancer she had, she walked, she was always out. And I was at this part of my weight loss journey, I thought I want to push myself, but I want to get out there and I thought let's download this Couch to 5k app and actually use it for once. I also thought I'll end up deleting it again, so I just, I need to do something, so I went on and I had a look and can I just say, I'd never Googled Rona's illness or anything like that, and I'd also never Googled like kind of runs or charities or anything like that. So I Googled a 5K, a 5K charity run in my area, and the first one that came up was for ovarian cancer. And I was like, oh, it's a wee sign, I need to do this. Um, and then it was supposed to have been run on the night of what would have been Rona's 40th birthday. So it was a sign that I had to do it. Um, it was also the night we went into lockdown, the week we went into lockdown, so I never I never got to do it. Um, but I did the Couch to 5k, I started it in that January of 2020, so it was before lockdown. Yeah. And I had just loved it, and that grew arms and legs. So I don't, you, you'll be familiar from listening, I don't think we've had many episodes where lockdown has not been a prominent part of somebody's running journey, either derailing it or for lots of people starting it, and it's that dual thing, but you've got something else behind, you've got grief and you've got loss. And you've also got your own weight loss journey. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you relatively personal questions, which you can tell me to shut up about. That's but right. talk me through the weight loss journey at the beginning and why running started at the point that it did and not before. So to me, that was a real part of why I started running. Stop playing football, put on two and a half stone. Could have easily put on another two and a half stone mm-hmm. if I just kept going that way. So running was a, just a mechanism to lose weight at the beginning. So when did that become a thing of... I'm now at the point where I feel like I can. Um, I think her passing gave me the final push to start becoming fit. Um, there's history of cardiac problems in my family and I thought, I can't do this. I was kind of approaching the age where my dad had his first heart attack and I thought, no, I've got two kids here, I need to take responsibility. There had been a photograph posted in social media. I had lost a lot of weight previously and it had just come, creep, started creeping back on and there had been a, po- a Photograph post, and I thought this is the time to do it. Started to get my head down, and lost a couple of stone, and then it was just her final push that got yeah. me to go and do the running part. But that point, I was kind of from my original start weight, maybe three stone lighter than I started. Um, and then when I between starting the running and get to my target, I lost um, another kind of five and a bit. So it's it's eight and a half stone that I've lost. Um, but the running definitely helped. Yeah. And it's, it's helping keep it off as well. Ah, it's, I mean, that's tran- it's transformational in and of itself, the, the sort of weight loss journey, but then running's giving you something, as you say, the sustaining bit can be the, the difficult bit. Because I did yo-yo a few times, I got to drop the two and a half stone, cut back the running, because I never oh, had the love of it at that mm-hmm. point. It's very easy to get back into that cycle. It, it, it very much is. It's, it's, it's one of the hardest things you'll ever deal with. And um, women of my age, we grew up in a kind of an era of um, just your weight and your body was all around you constantly, do you know what I mean? And it's, it's like, I seen a thing on Instagram the other day, and I don't know anybody else has seen this video, and it was like um, comments about bits out of friends with Monica danced about the fat suit, and Chandler made the comment about, oh, I dumped her because she was fat, and like that, but yeah. he's sitting there. Um, bits of sex in the city where they were commenting how she was fat because she had a tiny wee and things like that. I grew up in that era, so we were always so, so hard on ourselves, but at the same time, you just couldn't stop it. it was, yeah. So and our, our, the last guest that we had on was Jordan Foster. I don't know if you've heard the episode just from Thursday. And she made reference to some of that online trolling. And I cut quite a lot of that conversation out for for Jordan's sake as well. As she actually, that had such a profound impact on her that it made her come off social media. Mm-hmm. It kind of really shook her, the very fundamental who you are as a person. So we know all, even I suppose we're all we can all fall into the trap transformation Tuesday this and, and we share the, the wins and it's much easier to share the wins so there's I, I completely understand why you get there I want to know about the early runs then couch to 5k how horrific did you find the oh, opening well you know that way you're like oh I'm going to get fit it's the first week in January you sign up to everything you join clubber size but you want to have a Saturday and a Sunday off so it was like couch to 5k Monday, Wednesday, Friday and club or size on a Tuesday and a Thursday and I just killed myself. It was like too much too soon. So like the first runs, I was really, really, really struggling. Um, I ended up injuring my calves right away yeah. and had to take a couple of weeks out again, physio and whatever, but got back into it and then it was like, I'm doing this. I'm mm-hmm. really, really doing this. And it was like, 
those first Couch to 5k one minute runs, it's just like, oh, it's only a minute, but oh my God, I've actually ran a minute. Yeah. And it was just amazing. And people's amazing. impatience to get going and feel like they should be able to run a K or mm-hmm. 2k or 5k mm-hmm. can be hampering there because Couch to 5k is designed to not do that. And I don't know if Bob's in the room or if he's still out helping. He's not, he's not here. He's obviously doing cool safe runners mm-hmm. and, and he's got the Couch to 5k group as well. Yeah. And he sees that on a regular basis, people turning up feeling like they should be able to or they previously were able to and they just can't get their head back into that space. But is it helping you as a coach or or in this coaching world, which we will get to, to understand where people start and to understand where you started? Oh, aye. Aye, definitely. Definitely. I I always think back to what I came from. I I, I do it a lot. Um, But I love it. I love I I recommend the Couch to 5K to anybody. So you do Couch to 5K, you get the big event, obviously it's marking something really significant for you. Did you do, did you complete that race? So I didn't actually get to do her 5K until November 2021. So that was a lockdown, because um, of lockdown? Because of lockdown, it didn't happen. It was a Supernova Kelpies run that was doing, it was the nighttime okay. one. Um, it's supposed to have been run on her birthday, that would have been March 2020, and I didn't get to do it to the November. By the time I got to do it in the November, I did my first event, my first ever event was Rune the Toon. Um, and at that point, it was I think they did that in the August of 2021. Um, that was my first event. Yep. Um, and then very quickly for the year, I've just kept doing them. So um, I see you as a very sociable runner. I, I, I know you through sociable running. You knew people I knew from either the club mm-hmm. at Newton or Park Run. And how did that go for you and your running in the beginning when it's just you? Or was it just you? Did you have anybody else sort of gene you along? How do you sustain during a time when the world's locked down and nobody's there to push you? Um, I always blame um, uh, one of my neighbours and my friend. Um, um, I've known him, obviously, for a while, and he's a runner. I knew he ran a club. I always seen him out and about, and I thought, I want a wee shot of that. Um, I also uh, knew Natalie, who's a hunter who runs with Newton. Um, I knew her, and she was always out and about, and I was like, I want a bit of that as well. Um, one of my colleagues, Leanne, was a runner, and always she inspired me as well. And there was loads of it around me, and I thought, I want a wee shot of this. Um, but my neighbour, he was always kind of cheering me on and stuff like that. And when he, he saw the kind of paces and things that I was hitting, he's like, you need a club. Yeah. You, you need to get along, come to the club. And from there, it was like, come and join Mac. Um, That's genius, because that was my next question. You didn't even know that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, ask about Mac. There you go. So we talk about Mac. I... So you, you get yourself over the threshold of a club. Somebody's pushed you in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, how many people here are in a club or a group? What, what's our ratio? Roughly half probably. So for a lot of people, that's a step too far in their running, like getting over the door, not feeling mm-hmm. adequate as a runner, not feeling confident enough to go in and meet new people. Mm-hmm. Did you face barriers going or was it just oh, like, I, there's Mac, I'm going? Oh, so I, yeah, definitely. I, I went away along to my first session in September 21 um, and I did it in the middle of a sandwich of doing what was it? I did the Sterling 10k on the Sunday. I went along to Mac, my first training session on the Thursday, I think it was, and ran nine miles with them. And then I did the Scottish 10k on the Sunday. And stupid, injured myself. Um, and eventually got back to Mac again on the fe- in the February. That's when I was able to go back again. I just, uh, again, too much too soon, that keenness yeah. that we've all got. Um, went along to my first session and it was um, kind of intervals round about the Palace Grounds in Hamilton. Um, and at the end of it, somebody was, had pushed themselves that fast, they had been sick at the side, and somebody came over and went, don't worry, that doesn't always happen, that's not the norm yeah, yeah. at running clubs. Because obviously, Motherwell, it's like Motherwell Athletics Clubs, so you think this is, uh, at that point I thought, this is elite runners, they're all athletes, and I'm not an athlete, I'm a 40-something year old mum that's got all this extra weight and skin and all this carry on I'm not going to fit in here and you do it it's just it's brilliant yeah and I think you realise or I certainly realise that the elite thing that's in your head that exists there but they're the actually the ones that are out on the periphery of the mm-hmm. the club you know that's not the norm of any club that's they are there's some fantastic runners out there but for everyone who's running sub 40 10k's there's 15 who are just doing their aye. thing at their pace aye. and even these guys that are running the sub 40s and Aye, the women that are doing them as well, as well, it's amazing. They're all dead supportive as well, because yeah. it's just the love of the running. That's and they it. didn't start off running no. those paces. Nobody no. did. What about, when did you settle then? Because that was, that was my thing as well. The first Monday night session with Newton, some of the people here, actually Pete's here. I was chasing Pete around that session. 1K reps first night, and you just don't want to be 
behind. So I was running at a pace that I shouldn't have been running at. Mm-hmm. Felt absolutely dreadful the next day. But ego sort of keeps you, or embarrassment, or I need to keep going. When did you sort of settle and say, find your place within the club? They were just all so welcoming, like right away. Yeah. Right away, it was, I, I just felt that flip. They're a big club in the community as well. I mean, they they are rooted in the community. They do mm-hmm. events. You'll see them if anybody goes to Strathclyde Park Run. You'll see them down there a lot and yep. doing takeovers, races, and things. But your journey didn't stop at just being a runner within the club. You've been roped into mm-hmm. additional duties. Tell me about with that. It's his fault again. Um, uh, he was, Who is the neighbour? This is my friend. This is Ewan. Ewan is that Ewan that also runs? Some people might know Ewan from from. Yeah, yeah I, um, he's also one of the RDs at Parkrun at Strathclyde yeah. as well, um, and he'll boot me up the arse for mentioning his name here. I'll, <laughs> I'll uh, cut you in, I'll just have me saying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's him, and um, yeah, he is obviously one of the, the coaches with the juniors, and he's like, do you know what, you've got this love for this passion, now he says, I think you should come along and give me a wee hand. I was like, do you know what, I'll come along and see what it's like, and um I know you're a teacher, and my son, he's... Um, used to be. Used to be. Ah, uh, your spell checks show that. Um, <laughs> you're not very good at them. Um, <laughs> That's true, absolutely true. Um, and um, my son, he's tra- uh, training just now. He's a primary school teacher, he's at uni doing it now. And I just thought, Do you know what? I'm going to give this a go, and I just absolutely love it. I love it. They're just, they're just the brightest wee brunch, and they're just, they're just great. Um, and obviously, I did, I did my level one training, which is your assistant coach in athletics. Um, and I completed that at the start of this year, and I'm doing my level two in a couple of a few weeks' time. Can ju- um, just on the basic, can you tell me what what that's what that involves? Because I think people hear that quite a wee bit on the podcast. Or somebody became a coach, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what's the sort of undertaking there. How often do you need to go? Uh, so your level one is kind of assistant coach level. So you also have a assist- uh, level one for like your kind of senior groups, like your um, which is like your leadership and running fitness which is yeah. kind of jog scotland kind of level um i've done assistant coach which is more athletics based um it was about 16 to 20 hours online that okay. i had to do on the run-up and then it was one day at the sports center right um and it was a brilliant day we'd say go into groups and pretend that we were a bunch of kids and lead an athletic session to them that wouldn't have been difficult and it was i know not <laughs> at all and it was like my, my one i did was shark tag i had to get them all playing shark tag and you to lead the session but you to coach throughout it and then we'd all to take feedback and then have a lunch and then do it all again yeah. and do all that so that was your level one um, and that's great that that allows me to go out and I'm, I can't plan sessions I'm not allowed to plan I can help plan them but yeah. I can't actually plan a session I can kind of take the lead but there always has to be a fully qualified coach around and is that there. where you're going next on the journey are you working your way to that yes so my I, start, I do my level two course in um, November and that's it starts off with a two-day course in person then the monday night i need to be online to do a bit of a seminar there and then there's follow-up further on in the year i'm also doing it in athletics so um you can also do the level two is your coaching and running fitness um which a lot of your kind of senior endurance coaches do um and that's it's different but it's the same if you know i mean it's the same kind of level and what impact has all of that had on your running in terms of like knowledge of what you're doing but also more maybe time is it taken away from your running has it prevented uh, you running it's never concentrating been, on your own no because i've got a lot of time on my hands um so it's, it's never kind of like kind of done any of that it's never took any of the time away from my own running it's helped me my own running I, I know how to correct my form and all that sort of stuff i'm very aware when i'm running um as well but i just i'm, I'm keeping it fun now that, that's, that's perfect because with your form being so good, tell me about the current injury you have. Oh, <laughs> ongoing, ongoing. I just uh, my physio says I've got calves that are prone to overloading, um, and that just tends to be if I do anything that I do too much too soon, my calves just go into knots. Um, I've got a bit of a problem going on with a nerve going down one side of my calf, and now it's giving me a bit of plantar fasciitis, and then it's just the way your body um, kind of compensates, isn't yeah. it? It's Sometimes we think, oh, we've pulled our hamstring, but it's actually more hamstring. It could be something in our hips, it could be something like that. So I, it's, it's always the glute. Just go to a physio and they just it's tell you it's your glute. Every, no matter what the injury is, I get like a sore ear and it's your glute. It's the one, it's the one bit of me touch wood that has 
I've never had an issue with my glutes. They've um, just not told you yet, it's your glute <laughs> telling you. Yeah, you'll get it fixed. Probably. Uh, so this is this is this one's actually been going ongoing since January. Yeah. Um, which followed on from a, a tear in my cord last November. So I've been a bit of a disaster this year. But you've also had a silver lining from it because as I was digging back through the Instagram, you actually see the tone changing in some of your race posts because you've not been out there trying to gun every race. Nah. You're lifting your head, you're, you're running with a complete different attitude. Mm-hmm. Talk me through what it brought unexpectedly on a positive side when it comes to races because you've not stopped racing. No, no. So last year um, I was very much, obviously I was in that bubble, I'd just started running so practically every run's a PB, isn't it? Um, every race was a PB and then I signed up with a coach and I was pushing myself to extremes and I was every I was just doing really, really well and I thought, you know what, this is the year I'm going to do a marathon. Um, so I had signed up to go and do Manchester and obviously I had that um, quad injury, it was at the Great Scottish Run last year that it went and I just thought, no, I can't, I can't do that. So I set myself a target. I, st- I still love doing the events, and it was to go and do the events, but not race them. Yeah. Um, my physio I'm with you now, just now is phenomenal. Um, he's a runner, he's an ultra runner, he's a coach as well, and he's just like, do you know what? Get out there, keep running, but take it easy. Yeah. So I have, I've kept doing it. So I set myself a target this year to do at least one event every single month mm-hmm. um, of the year, and I've done it, plus more. I think I'm 13 this year so far. And I've just had so much fun, apart from two where I did actually race them. Um, so the two you tried that? Um, yeah, there was one of them, I just, uh, again, I'm just like a calamity Jane. I, I rolled my foot at training and I, then I ran on at Blank Blue at a race, but it was a really, and I was like, don't want to let the team down yeah. and all that type of stuff. And they were like, listen, don't run, but I did. And I think that's the only one this year I've not enjoyed. But the rest of them, I actually had somebody, like, somebody tagged me in a photograph from, like, I think it was a Loch Lomond 10k. And a girl had found me through that and she thought, oh, thanks so much. You were the one, you kept me entertained. We gave me a Percy Pigs and because um, I always have Percy Pigs on me, I'm addicted to them. And um, you were singing and all that sort of stuff as well. I said, yeah, because I'm just having fun. I'm yeah. not racing them. I'm not going for a time. Just keep me easy. And there's, there's something in there about the injury forcing you mm-hmm. into that, that place because most people I know, I know most people in this room a bit now and I think the vast majority I've spoken to at some point about race pressure, the mm. pressure they put under themselves. I'm trying not to look MD directly in the eye, Vicky. Um, but I think we all get there at times where, I don't know if Kirsten's here, if she's out as well, they're getting ready to run York Marathon and that time's dominating everything. Can I get, I need to get, and it's mm-hmm. it's all here, it's all mental. Yeah. Something you think you can hold on to when you're fully fit or do you think you'll fall back into that? PB, PB, PB space because that's great as well. I and can. Uh, there is always that bit of me that I would, I would love to get that sub fifty ten k. I got, I got so cl- close to it last year, um, so I would love to get that. However, I'm not going to break my body to do it because no. I've done it. I've, I've, I've put myself under so much pressure. I turned up to the Great Scottish Run last year severely dehydrated, undernourished, hadn't slept, made myself ill to try and get this PB um, just through worry, just yeah. through not sleeping and. Um, I just, I really just made myself so ill, and I just went out there and blew up. Yeah. I really, and it's, it is the, the run that broke me last year. It's a difficult thing, though. It's a difficult thing for us all, I think, to piece together because if you're hell bent on the time, mm-hmm. sometimes that's the biggest barrier to get. The time is what I'm learning through speaking to runners that are much more adept and experienced than me. Mm-hmm. The more pressure that we're under, um, the worse it is. So, what's the outlook? the prognosis for the injury in terms of it clearing up, how have you been given a time frame? Well, a couple of weeks ago he said to me I was uh, welcome to start doing efforts and stuff like that again. So it was actually exactly a year today that I'd last done efforts. Because obviously I'd, I'd uh, done my kind of wee taper before the Scottish ha- uh, sorry, the Great Scottish Run last year, the half marathon. Um, so I was able to go out and do the efforts again. And again, I've just kind of overloaded that wee bit this weekend, just doing a wee bit too much. Did uh, last weekend did the did the ten k version of the Great Scottish Run this year, yep. which was great. I really really enjoyed that. It also meant that I was one of the first over the finish line for Mac because <laughs> that doesn't happen because they were all doing the half. All doing the half. Aye. So they. <laughs> I hope you beat them. <laughs> so that was actually quite good. I enjoyed that bit. So I was there for the finish for all them coming over, which was great. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been able to get kind of back to it. I had to go back to physio on Friday and he's just said take it easy for a week or so again yeah. but yeah just get back on the feet it's just one of these things that's going to be ongoing do you know what would really help? an ice bath 
No. Just, just in case you were wondering. What I do like is I think you've taken control of uh, Motherwell Athletics Club's Instagram, is that right? Yes, yes. And so I'm now the social, uh, yeah. I'm the media manager. The social butterfly the, for Motherwell Athletics Club. Uh, the, aye, the media manager, which meant that I also had to, t- I took on a committee role as well, so I'm on the committee for yeah. the club as well. It's been nice to see that on Instagram because I think that does demystify a wee bit what the club's about and mm-hmm. the people I knew from Motherwell Athletics Clubs were the ones that were finishing part run in 16 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that builds up in your head what you think that club is going to be. Yeah. And yeah. it's nice to see pictures from the whole range of the club's activity yeah. starting to appear. I think if, if we're involved in clubs, there's something, there's an onus in all of us to make sure that some of what we share is inclusive of it. And Dougie, we spoke about your upcoming race for Run Lanarkshire to make it explicit that this is an inclusive race we will cater to any pace that arrives and it's not because yeah. that can give the wrong impression you know the vest the 16 minute stuff that's mm-hmm. the thing I don't want to go and do efforts with that I'll be yeah. miles behind it's, it's such a great club we've got everybody there for the juniors coming in at 9 years of age all the way up to we've got the female over 75s 5k champion for Scotland I'll beat her runs with us <laughs> um, and she's amazing she's well out, I beat her she's out there. Tell, don't tell me I'll ask her times later in case I don't beat her um, she's amazing it's just it's just an absolute privilege on her there's a wealth of knowledge obviously we're yeah. one of the oldest clubs in the area yeah. they're, they're oh my goodness it's, I think it's nearly as old as me um, yeah. and it's, it's just fantastic it comes through so much history as well which is great and um yeah, so much knowledge to just soak up as well. Yeah. You're just you're just in amongst. But that's that's what you get from the club that that you don't really think about before you go. It's marathon training wasn't even in my mind going there at first, and but you you just drawn so much experience where you don't have a coach or you don't want a coach. They're the people you ask. Mm-hmm. You know, as the people you're chasing about. Aye, because they've done it all. They've you know some you've got runners at every level. They've dealt with the injuries you've dealt with. Mm-hmm. They've killed themselves. At, races before and mm-hmm. they can talk you through pace and so I couldn't recommend it I, I do recommend it all the time to end I'm speaking mm-hmm. to get to a club find the one that works for you because every club isn't for everybody but mm-hmm. there's something out there yeah. that will suit you there's also the massive part of it it's just it's getting you through those long runs as well um, I abs- my head's a horrible place when I'm out of run can't do it need a wee break going into that shop you need a wee sweetie um, <laughs> finished by Marks and Spencer's for a Percy Pig and all this stuff honestly it's just your head's a horrible place but going down your long runs with the club makes a big difference which is aye that's that's what it's all about yeah the long running the solo long running is just a mental barrier that I still feel a lot I've been speaking to Jenny the store manager at Lululemon so we're going to organise for a once a month to start with run from starting at the shop long runs concentrating on long runs because I think that's probably where the gap is at the moment mm-hmm. there's lots of social clubs 5k in fact some people here are involved in being leaders but we're going to have different pace groups mm-hmm. for long runs a variety of sort of jump in jump out points because not, not everybody's going to subway run mural run things like this so we've got some plans coming there hopefully we'll get them up and running before uh, the end of the year this mm-hmm. year trying to get this bit done and then that's that's going to be one of the next things. Mural run's great, I did that yeah. last year. That's yeah. brilliant. The other thing about the club as well is the safety. Yeah. The safety, especially going into the winter. I can't recommend enough. Um, I bet every female in this room's ran with something in their hand at some point. A key. Yeah. Um, whatever, because there is times where you think, oh my goodness, and it is, it's a scary place out there sometimes and it's horrible for us. Yeah, we've spoken about it at length on the podcast with guests and it's a... I mean, it can be an uncomfortable experience depending on where you are, irrespective of who you are. The Clyde mm-hmm. Path, our club use the Clyde Path and we hear horror stories mm-hmm. at times and sometimes it's, well, it's mostly females, at times it's males and it puts you off going to run there yourself. So that notion of running together, there, there is a safety in numbers. And even if you think you're running somewhere safe, I get heckled going down Airbus Road in Motherwell a couple of weeks ago and Airbus Road is a massive big road. I was only joking. <laughs> 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 and it, it, it was... Um, it was just, it was three young guys in a, in a souped up fiesta, like revving their engines, seriously, and they shouted out the window. And I think obviously when they passed me and realised that, I, yeah, and you know what I mean? I was just like, I mean, he's got There's a real lack of understanding at that age of what that can mean to somebody mm-hmm. on the other side of it, where you think you're having a laugh with three pals and you think nothing more of it the minute you're past the person, but that's enough to stop that. I had this conversation with my wife a lot. She doesn't want to run at night in the winter. And she, the car's tooting and things, and it really has an impact. Yeah. And it's just somebody being daft and not 
thing. You know, it's not always sinister motive, but yeah. people have no idea of the impact it has. So I think that needs to be called out wherever we find it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, it's not good enough. What about when, let's say the injury clears up, I'm thinking about what's next for you. What are the plans? Let's say we get this cured, healed, and you learn how to not do too much at one time. What are the big scary goals that you have? I'm balancing it out. I'd love to do a marathon. I want, I want to be in that club. I also quite like the idea of an ultra. I could see this going up a wee hill and stop me having a bit of cake. <laughs> <laughs> Big Jack still in there, do you know what I mean? Jack said that, not me. <laughs> did you see Glasgow to Edinburgh yesterday? Uh, yeah. That did not look like a wee bit of cake in a hill. <laughs> I saw some broken oh, individuals. Uh, I was actually uh, speaking to somebody last night. I was at a party last night and I spoke to somebody who'd done it yesterday as well and he was like, aye, broken person. Uh, absolutely loved it and would do it again tomorrow if they could. Um, so I, I quite, I all these three things, the sub 50 10k, that, that's, that's my big dream, it is, um, so aye, that's that. Sub 50 10k, marathon, mm. when? Let's oh, put you I, under pressure. I would love the sub 50 10k next year, yeah. but I'm not putting myself under a time pressure because that's what I did before, yeah. I can't rush the injury, I'll do it when I get healthy, do you know what I mean, I waited until I was nearly 40 to learn to run, no, if it takes no. me to, uh, 45 or 50 to get that. There's no rush um, for it, next week will be fine, just let us know I how it goes. <laughs> Um, well, Jack, you've got the kind of journey that typifies why I wanted to start the podcast because I, when I'm listening to podcasts, and I was an avid listener to podcasts before this ever started, but not so much running. I never found the ability to connect with them because nobody sounded like me. Nobody, nobody's running journey was like, it was like Olympic athletes. So it was really technical about, you know, how to run. And there's some amazing podcasts out there with experienced Olympians and that's not the journey for us. I want to know about the person that just can't be bothered on a Thursday, but goes anyway. Why did they go? What makes them tick? Your story and your transformation from the weight loss side of it through to where you're at now is remarkable. You probably don't see it that way yourself, but you're working with kids now and inspiring them, so more power to you on that. But we're going to finish off the interview, as we always do, unless I forget. We're going to do the quick fire questions and you're going to get to see how not quick fire the answers to the quick fire <laughs> questions are. That's the heaviest edit in every show where I take out the silences and make it sound like people are like that. And I cut out all the eh, oh. Um, so this is, as you know, designed to be sort of what comes to your head. Um, are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. On your marks, get set, go! Favourite running shoe of all time? Oh, the vapor flies. Just got a pair to see. Aye, they're, they're, they're I'm bougie fat. now. I, I'm actually between them and the Alpha Flies. The Alpha yeah. Flies, but the, the stat kite on them means you can't wear them in most places. So. Well, as of last night, they're no longer called cheat shoes, they're just called your shoes since That's I got it. a pair. <laughs> Favourite training route? Um, I do like to run the path that goes from Strathclyde Park, the Avon Walkway, and up to Shatleroe. So you're getting that fast bit on the pavement, and then you go to Shatleroe, you're through the trails and the trees, all that sort of stuff, getting muddy, and then back. Yeah, that's a mucky back. run. I've done that one before with my old club. Favourite, uh, sorry, proudest running moment? Oh, I, I broke down in tears when I finally got to do that 5k for Rona. Uh, my, my son was at the finish, and he actually told me. I, ju- I just I broke down. I was Did going. you get over the line before you started yeah, dating her when you won I, that personal? I, I, I got over the line, and I got my medal put on me, and I, I just collapsed. It was just the best thing ever. Yeah, I actually saw somebody in that ultra yesterday. Does anybody know Ben that's from Mount Vernon Runners? Yeah. Ben was greeting. Yeah, I was actually yeah. greeting. They messaged me last night. It's like, that's it. That's... That just shows you what it can do when people hit that goal. Yeah. Incredible effort. Uh, Favourite podcast that's not this podcast? Um, Ryan, I don't like podcasts. I don't even like mine. <laughs> um, I'm being dead honest. I actually can't stand them. Um, <laughs> um, until I found yours. <laughs> nearly, I have listened to nearly every episode. There is only one other po- podcast I listen to, but I had to stop listening to it. Because it was making me laugh so much, I thought I was going to, when I was running, I thought I was going to pee myself. And it was, you can't shit yourself and pee yourself when I run. And it was, and this will get edited out, my dad wrote a porno. Aye, um, it won't get edited out, but that, I'm glad you said that. That's like absolutely yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that's so cringy. Oh, it's so cringy, but it's so funny. Um, but I... I that's the other thing I've found out doing these, how little people actually listen to podcasts or even listening to this. And I think it might be that connection thing again. They hear people that sound like them. So this, this seems to be sticking. There seems to be something. I people do, are still I do listening. like listening to the radio. 
um, as well. Only certain DJs when they're talking because I can't be bothered with a chat. That reminds you of Radio 4 with my posh voice. No, <laughs> not so much. Um, go to pre-long run meal. So what are you feeling with in the morning of a long run? Oh, um, it has to be the wee McVitie's waffles. They go in the toaster and then some golden syrup over them and I'll have a banana with it. A what? Banana. A banana. Mm-hmm. Okay. The fairly standard batter porridge. If you could run alongside yourself as a beginner runner, what advice would you give to yourself now? Uh, this is just going to keep getting better and better. It's going to also get really crap at times, but it's just going to keep getting better and better, keep going. Yeah. One inspirational Instagram profile you never skip by? I really do like um, running mum Leanne. I know she's a, yeah, she's a former guest. Yeah. She's fab. Our wee smile just lights that, that Instagram page up and she just keeps going. I just really like that. Six months it took me to get Leanne to come on to the podcast mm-hmm. of bombarding her because she was not confident enough to talk, which is great. She's doing the Dava Way Ultra, the same one I'm doing. Run with or without music? With. Unless I'm with a club and then it's chat, chat, Blair. chat. Mm-hmm. Favourite park run? Um, it's got to be Strathclyde. It's my local. It's, the, it's flat. Aye. It's I, the most common answer. Mm-hmm. And we've got the Jump Earlier team here, so I feel like somebody should say Jump Earlier. <laughs> I've, I've actually only done three tourist ones. I've, I've done uh, Aviemore when we were up there at the club. I went down to Troon to help one week with their pacers. Um, I've actually volunteered more than I've ran park runs. If Jump Earlier would just put some concrete on top of the woodland bit, flatten <laughs> it out a bit. Make it just as bad. No, it's a great park run as well. I used to work every Saturday morning, um, so um, I say I gave up my job so I could start doing park run. Um, and I've just Have we got anybody who's still not done a park run in the room? Anybody admitting it? No, all park runners? <laughs> Good. There's, there'll be somebody that's just not putting their hand up. <laughs> Lies in here, I'll be checking. So, final order of business in the podcast is, as always, is to pick your track for the Press Play and Run playlist, which is getting marginally better we're starting to drown Kaylee's choice out um, so it is getting better so this would be a track that doesn't tend to come off your running rotation or something that really gets you going in those hard yards when you need to dig in so what will it be? Um, I was torn between two because I've got one that's like really really epically shit and I wanted to add it to the playlist but I've decided not to I'm going with the one that is Tell us that one first um, It is Let's get ready to rumble with PG and <laughs> That's not the one you're actually putting on, no. though. Right, right. No, no. Um, I actually went to see PG and Duncan concert, July 1995. For anybody who's not the same age as us, PG and Duncan it's were. Aunt Deck. Uh, it's Ant and Deck, but they were what, what Wayne's basically in a. Uh, is every, there I will be people Oasis. here who don't know who they were. I went from seeing them in the July and I discovered Oasis in the August. So it's about a bit of a step up. Um, but yeah, my song that I'm choosing is my song from when um, my friend and I went clubbing when we were um, 17, <laughs> Universe Coat Bridge, and it is um, Run DMC and Jason Nevins. It's like that. See, there's a banger. This is what I was expecting. Some more bammy music. That's so what I'm it is, for. but it's got to be the Jason Nevins remix because it is. I'll get that added. That'll be be added. So this episode is going to come out audio dependent because this is the first time we've tried it like this, but it looks fine. I see it on on here. It looks like it'll be okay. This will come out as a bonus episode in between the sort of breaks. That'll be nice. That'll give me a longer break to figure out what we're doing for season three. But very, very last thing is just to say thank you to Jack. I really appreciate it. It's not easy doing this in the first place, but doing this with all these people staring at you. They are nice. Um, but first of all, before I open it up, can I just say thanks to Jack for coming today. Is there anything, there's no pressure, but is there anything you want to ask Jack about or running or ask about the podcast generally? Or you just want to get yourself ready for running now? Nah, they don't want to listen to me. Heard enough. I don't have a question, but... I just used to go in my dad's house, he moved down to the and in my cupboard on the top of my bedroom, there was wrapped up posters, and I hoped it was still there, but it's a signed PJ number. <laughs> 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 I, thought, I thought it was going to be something quite profound there. <laughs> Can we raffle it? That would maybe devalue it, I think. Honestly, that has to be a bidden one. PJ, PJ and Duncan. Honestly, that curtain here.
Thank you for listening to the Press Play Run podcast and to our episode sponsor, Velaforte. Remember to check out the full range at velaforte.com and enter code PRESSPLAY25 at the checkout to get 25% off your first order. If you have the time, we'd love it if you could also support the show by dropping us a follow, rating or review wherever you get your podcast. Until Season 3, get the trainers on, press play and run.